Greetings and salutations, nerds. This is Praying for Superpowers. A show about the deeper meanings, messages, and intricacies hidden within nerd culture. I'm Peter Jordahl. And I'm Trevor Sharon. And today we're talking about Jason Peter Todd. Speaking of which, if you want Peter to live, please call 900-720-2660. But if you want him to die, call 900-720-2660. Six. <laughs> now, so in the original book where Jason Todd dies, uh, there was a panel, an advertisement like panel, and I'll, I'll put it here. And Essentially, what it's saying is, if you you have the power to choose whether Jason Todd lives or Jason Todd dies by calling these different numbers, and I just think it's interesting because we see that constantly nowadays mm. in all of the talent shows on TV and, I mean, everywhere. Like, everywhere. that concept is everywhere, but it wasn't back when A Death in the Family came out. Yeah, it was, they, they were like... That was kind of a first taste. They wanted people to feel involved. Now, I, I'm curious if if they had already planned it and they just wanted people to feel involved or if the votes actually mattered. Right, because you have to, if, it, if our votes mattered, you have to take into consideration how things ended for Jason Todd. Yeah. Like, he did die. So did, did people before we were born vote that Jason Todd should die? Has our world always been as dark and dismal as we think so now? Should people be killed for being villains? That's really the question yeah, that Jason that's, Todd that's, comes to the table with. He's, I mean, he's kind of the whole... He's the answer to Batman and the Batman problem that I think most readers have. The, the angry question that Jason Todd brings to the table is, is basically what he says in Under the Red Hood when he's holding a gun to Joker's head and yelling at Batman and saying, why in God's green earth did you not hunt this guy down and kill him? I thought after I died, I'd be the last person you ever let him hurt. And the question is, why couldn't you just kill him? There are graveyards full of people because of him, thousands injured, and hurt because of him. Why can't you just end him? And that's honestly, I think, where a lot of readers are. They're like, what the what the hell, Batman? Right. Holy yeah. not killing people, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important for this conversation with Jason Todd to describe briefly the story in Death of a Death in the Family. Because I say I think it's an integral part of what we're gonna try to get at today. So Jason Todd was one of the actually the first Robin. No. Second da- Robin? Damien. Is, uh, not Damien. No, Wayne. Dick, right? Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson and then Jason Todd. Who originally had the same backstory. They were both <laughs> from trapeze families, like both circus families. Uh, Jason Todd's family gets killed by Killer Croc and then adopted by the Wayne family. Um, and then Crisis on Infinite Earths happened and instead he was the son of a criminal and... His mother died of a disease, and Batman catches him boosting his car and stealing his car tires. The the Batmobile. The Batmobile's tires, not Bruce Wayne's. 
He's boosting tires off of the Batmobile in the middle of a bad neighborhood in Gotham. And it's one of the only times that Batman smiles and laughs uh, like in his Batman persona in the comics. And so what happens is Jason Todd becomes Robin and they have all of these adventures. And throughout the adventures, Jason Todd shows himself to be very impulsive and a risk taker um, and disagrees with Batman on several different things, different tactics that they use and, and why they do things the way that they do. And so a lot of uh, what we see post a death in the family is not a huge character change yeah. from what he was before. We, we see pre a death in the family, uh, Jason Todd kind of goes off the handle, does something crazy. And Batman says, you know, what are you doing? Is this all just a game to you? And Jason Todd's response is, of course, life is a game. And, and that really encapsulates his attitude after death in a family when he comes back from the dead and yeah. digs his way out of his own grave. So Batman and Jason go to Arabia, I think, it's a desert country and they're taking out essentially what we would see as Taliban now. And they get split up. The Joker appears because he's uh, selling missiles or something like that. And and Jason Todd is also, um, he the reason Jason Todd was in this country, first place, he was looking for his biological mother. Because he found out the mother who he knew as a kid was not his biological mother. So he's hunting her, thinking Batman won't help him. Batman is there hunting the Joker and the Taliban type people. And uh, and then they meet up. And, and so once they're split through a bunch of circumstances that happen pretty rapidly. Mostly his biological mother. The Joker gets Jason Todd tied up inside of this warehouse and beats him to death. With a crowbar. And then blows the building up. And during this entire time of Jason Todd being beat up, he is screaming for Batman and showing so much grit and resiliency of, I'm not going to let the Joker win. Yeah. Um, we see similar aspects in this story in the Arkham games, which I think are amazing. Oh, yeah. um, and the third Arkham game, of course, it was Jason Todd. Like, nobody doubted for a second that it was Jason <laughs> Todd. Everybody knew it's Jason Todd. Yeah. But anyway, so we see uh, Jason really, like, not giving in to the Joker, even to the point of death, but holding out hope that Batman would come and save him. Even when the Joker starts beating his biological mother, who he's just found and ties her up and is also planning on blowing her up, like... Yeah. He he doesn't give in, and it, it is impressive, um, but Batman doesn't make it in time. And then Jason Todd dies. He's buried. Buried, and then Prime Superboy Prime punches through the multiverse, and the echoes <laughs> of his universe-shattering punches reverberate, and uh, Jason Todd comes back to life and digs his way out of his own grave. Hey guys, it's comic books. It's comic books. <laughs> no one is ever actually dead. <clears throat> so then Jason Todd is found by Talia al Ghul and he is in a catatonic, not a catatonic state, but a, um, a, an amnesic state. And they put him in the Lazarus pit, which brings him back fully. Um, and, and this is a crucial part that I yeah. take a lot of issue with. I don't think 
that there should be so much blame placed on the Lazarus pit for the actions of Jason Todd. Because Jason Todd has been beaten to death by the Joker, seen his mother killed in front of him, and has severe perceived abandonment from Batman and is replaced pretty early on, uh, well, in his experience after death, by another Robin. Coupled with abandonment from his father, who is in jail, and his mother, who had died. And then his mother, actually, his biological mother, pulls a gun on him and is the reason he gets captured by the Joker in the first place. And so the point I want to really solidify is that his behavior makes sense in the context of his history and the trauma that he experienced at the hand of the Joker and everything that we just mentioned. We don't have to blame the Lazarus pit for changing his personality because we already said there's so much about Jason Todd post-death that is the same pre-death. And I I would say all the Lazarus pit did was made him have a bloodlust or a warmongering. Like he wanted more than just to fight. He wanted to kill. Uh, and and that comes through in his brutality when he decapitates all of the uh, all of the rival drug lords in Gotham City and sends them back to uh, their are the drug sellers and sends them back to the drug lords, being like these are my rules, follow them or die. I'm like you didn't need to kill people and then mail their heads back to someone. That's it's a yeah. little intense, but. His general attitude, I think, is just who he is based on his trauma. Yeah. And so Jason Todd, after coming back to life through the Lazarus Pit through some time, takes on the persona of the Red Hood, which is really interesting because in one of the Joker origins, Mm. he wears the Red Hood, kind of a Captain Roberts type persona. Uh, He wears the Red Hood when he's thrown into the vat of acid that makes him into the Joker. And so... All throughout Jason's story, there are some some really striking similarities between the Joker and Batman that seem to coalesce into the character of Jason Todd. And he yeah. plays a really good foil to both, where uh, the Joker has no inhibitions to killing and doing what it takes to get what he wants. And, and Batman is unwilling to do what it takes to solidify what he's doing. And the reason that's important is because Batman believes he would become the Joker if he took that step. Uh, He says, uh, you know, um, Jason Todd is like, why couldn't you kill him? Because of your moral code? And Batman says, no, you've never understood. It's not because it's too hard for me to do it. It's because it would be too easy. All I want is to kill him. But if I killed him, it'd be a pit I'd never get out of. And I think what he's saying is he would just continue to kill. And he would see himself becoming the Joker, killing all of the bad people and becoming who Jason Todd is. Which I think speaks a little more to Bruce Wayne's psyche because he even admits Jason Todd under a pseudonym to Arkham Asylum to have him rehabilitated. Whereas I think, I mean... Jason Todd is not what we would perceive as the psychotic killer that Joker is. Right. He has a mission that is for the greater good and the means by which he accomplishes those goals. And he has a moral code. He says, no selling drugs to kids. If you sell drugs to kids, I'll kill you. Right. Like he's he has morals. He knows what he thinks the world ought to be and... 
to a certain extent, it's not unusual. It's not like a, a crazy concept of the world. It makes sense. Yeah. And so it, it is interesting to be able to see like, would Batman be the Joker or would he find himself in the role of Jason Todd? And maybe that's one of the reasons that the Red Hood persona scares Batman so badly, especially with these similarities to the joke, one of Joker's origins. Yeah. And and I think it's interesting because he's he's trained by Talia Al Ghul. He's trained by Bruce Wayne. You know, he he knows Nightwing and has some uh some missions with him. Like, and so he, he Jason, becomes Batman at one point. Yeah, like during the the fight for the cowl or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. I can't remember. Um, but there's kind of this Batman can look at the Red Hood and see all of the good of Batman and all of the bad of Batman. And then all of the good of uh, Talia al Ghul and Ra's al Ghul and all of their bad and all of the bad of the Joker from that trauma. Um, and that fear is is so real because, well, he knows all those people and he's seen, he's seen the good in the people who aren't the Joker because Joker has no good, that's his point. Yeah. Um, and he's seen the bad and Jason Todd has chosen what he believes is morally right, which is to kill those who deserve it, which... Right. <laughs> and it goes into this really big conversation about morality and who has yeah. the right to choose to end another person's life, all of that. What I really appreciate about the character Jason Todd is I think he models for us this aspect of human growth that mm-hmm. I really love. He is resilient And the definition of resiliency is not finding a way to continue as you were after a traumatic event. We already see the grit, which is muscling through what's going on and making it through difficult times. But Jason Todd goes through something that fundamentally changes him. Mm. It changes the way that he sees the world. It changes the way that he sees Batman, a man who mentored him and took him under his wing, literally. Um, (laughs) But... It changes so much of who he is, and yet, after his death and resurrection, he finds a way to live and survive and accomplish his goals in the new shape that he finds himself in. And that truly is resiliency. I I have the metaphor of a bouncy ball. When you throw it against uh, a wall, one side of it deflates and then it goes back to the way it was. And that's how we see resiliency a lot of the time is mm. being able to bounce back to where we were. But there are things that happen in our lives that are so traumatic and so devastating that it changes the entire shape of the bouncy ball. And then it's no longer the job of the bouncy ball to be round and perfect. It's to find a way to bounce in its new shape. Interesting. And we see that in Jason Todd. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how kind of looking at it in that resiliency aspect, I have a lot of respect for him. Mm. And I can, like, the darker side of me, which I think is something that Jason Todd and Batman lend, lend themselves to in this story, is, like, on Jason Todd's team. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, kill those drug dealers, pull, like, whip out those guns, shoot people down, be that guy. Um, because the world is dark enough, you might as well get rid of some of the darkness. Even if you're only a little bit more darkness. Right. You know, 
Like there's there's a there's a quote that it's if you if you murder a murderer, the number of murders in the world stays the same. Mm. Jason Todd murders like eighty murderers. So like there's seventy nine so less murderers math. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, except for the last guy who has one eye left because <laughs> all the blind people can't find him to stab out his last eye. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of who Jason Todd is and I kind of on his team but also yeah. like I'm also like but like Batman you're right, Batman. right. Like, well and I think it's important that we have Jason Todd in the world because without Jason Todd we would be constantly irritated by the question Jason Todd has for Batman of why why not yeah. and by being able to see that played out and to see the failure in what Jason in Jason Todd's story and when he makes mistakes and when he has regrets and see Batman come in almost as like a overly self-righteous person yeah, in those moments, but also very much having the moral high ground. Yeah. Uh, it is something that we as readers need to have because otherwise I think at least for me, it would irritate me too much. Well, part of me wonders if that's why Jason Todd even exists as a character. Mm. If like, if DC got letters monthly saying why, like every time the Joker killed someone, people were writing letters. Why hasn't Batman killed the Joker? It doesn't make any sense. The number, like the number of deaths he would have stopped is so high. And they were like, man, we need to explain this in a way people get. Yeah. And then they invented the the red hood persona. Yeah. And I think also the Joker is too big of an asset to actually kill. And so they have to find a way to, do that well and there's I, some metagaming happening and i think like i mean i think he probably snuck into the lazarus pit at some point and <laughs> he probably cloned is, himself yeah i mean he's immortal in some way yeah because oh, he yeah. survived explosions and beatings and shootings and i mean everything we hope that you've enjoyed this conversation and that you take it with you and explore some of these concepts that jason todd brings up about the state of humanity and the nature of morality. Right. And, and a hero's role. Like he obviously is an anti-hero, but in the midst of that, he is heroic in a lot of ways and he's a villain in other ways. And I think that is more accurate, a description of the human experience than a Batman or a Joker. We see both in the world, but I think the common person, the the people we will find ourselves to be, will be fighting our own demons and our villains and our traumas, and also trying to reach for something that is greater than us and greater than our stories for the betterment of others' stories. And I just think it's an important journey for us to take in our own hearts and minds to, to play out these questions, to ask ourselves the questions that seem a little bit uncomfortable at times. I agree. I think uh, he's more realistic of a character. He's more true to the human experience. And so when you hate somebody and you feel as though your morality, you shouldn't hate them because of your morality, or you are forcing yourself to like someone who you feel though as though you shouldn't, I think you can think about the Red Hood uh, and and Batman and the Joker and kind of take that in its context and say like, you know, use this as a, as a primer to think 
man, do I have to put up with this? This, this high moral code or this evil in my life, can I find a balance in my own heart mm. of what is evil and what is good? Yeah. That human experience. Totally. Tune in next time to find out whether I am alive or dead. We'll catch you next week. Hopefully. We'll both. Otherwise, I will. <laughs>